every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back. Welcome back to an athlete journey. I'm your host, Travis Reed. Today, I got a special guest. Somebody who I uh, played against, you know, when we was both pooping overseas, you know, against each other. But obviously, he was at a, a different level than I was. He was in the big Super League. I was coming from a uh, little, little country in Holland, you know what I'm saying? But he's always been a stand-up dude, always been a stand-up person. Uh, I'm just blessed to have him on the show today. Um, I appreciate him so much, you know, um, for coming on, like I said. Um, living in Italy, but we'll get into that later. Um, you never see dudes from, you know, from, from the States, like moving over and staying over. They might go for the time, you know what I'm saying? But like, I appreciate you so much for coming on. Introduce yourself. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Gerard Roberts for those that, um, you know, didn't hear it from the first time, but I'm definitely glad to be here and, share my experience with, uh, you know, Travis and, and anybody else out there that's listening. Um, it's definitely, you know, a, uh, definitely a journey, like his shirt says, an athlete's journey. And, uh, you know, definitely my journey. And, and maybe that, you know, my journey can help someone along the way, because I'm, I'm sure that, you know, my journey is different than all of my peers, um, believe it or not. But it's definitely, uh, I definitely have a story to tell. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. That's why I wanted to get him on, you know, talk to him, you know, get his journey. Because, like I said, his, his one, his one, like, you need to hear, you know what I'm saying? But we're going to get right into it. How did your, how did your basketball journey start? Uh, well, I guess my basketball journey started from my father. I mean, my father was a player. Um, you know, he, he, I grew up, you know. Uh, the son of a basketball player, and eventually he was my coach. You know, my father played in uh, in the LA City. He went to Lock High School, um, mm-hmm. so he was the first team All City. And um, you know, he played with a with a lot of the best players in LA. And I used to go with him to the games. You know, I was young, and he would take me to the games back in you know the Joe Weekly leagues, and that stuff was running in Crenshaw and, and all the leagues they were playing, all the programs, and you know Chester Harvey. Everybody knows Chester. Chester was his coach. Um, you know, since he was a, a kid, you know what I mean? And Chester's been around on the scene, you know, coaching in, in the Drew League and, and Pasadena and different areas, um, you know, for, for a very long time. So that's kind of what got me started, you know, my father and, and, and you know, I fell in love with the game, you know. Um, I definitely uh, at a young age, you know, I probably started playing at around nine or ten mm-hmm. um, when I was actually living in Los Angeles. And, and, and then we moved to the city of Covina. Um, and that's when he became my coach. And I met some influ- influential people, you know, along the way. Um, my best friend, Jelani Gardner, um, who I grew up with, um, you know, who was at the time, you know, one of the best players in the country. Shout um, out to so Jelani. To <laughs> yeah, definitely, <laughs> man. Because, uh, you know, between him and my father, um, yeah, they were very instrumental in my basketball career and, you know, helping molding me. So I definitely got a, a couple of stories about him and, you know, how, how it came to be. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, were you interested in any other sports growing up besides basketball? 
Uh, yeah, football. I played football. That's actually where I met Jelani, on the football uh, field. We played uh, football for the uh, Covina Trojans. Covina Vikings, actually, was the name of the team. And um, he was a quarterback. <laughs> and I was playing at the time, I think, uh, um, lineman or something. You know, I wasn't the you know, <laughs> best athlete on the team. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those. It was my first year out there playing football. So they had to find a spot for me type of thing. You know what I mean? I was playing with him and you know, some, some guys that were pretty good, man. So it, it was fun, you know, and, and um, tell me a funny story about him. And then I, when we met, you know, um, he told me he played basketball and I was like, oh, okay, I play basketball too, you know? So one day I ended up going to his house. Uh-huh. So I said, all right, you know, we, we're going to go over and we're going to hoop. So he goes, we go in the backyard and he starts showing me his workout and stuff. So Jelani go out there, man, and he started like doing these crossovers and these jumpers and like he going hard, man. And, I'm, and you know, mind you, we like in the eighth grade. So I'm thinking to myself, man, you do this every day? And he was like, yep. And I was like, damn. <laughs> 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 you know, <laughs> I think right? I'm playing basketball, man. <laughs> you kidding yourself, man. This man is out here over here like working. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I hear you on that. That's how I felt uh, when I first met Shay Cotton, you know what I'm saying? He was like doing super cat. He had strength shoes. I'm like, what the hell is the strength shoes? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. He was like, yeah, man, you do the straight yeah. shoes, super cat and all this stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm 12 years old. I don't know nothing about that. You know what I'm saying? So right. I'm like, I, I get you on that. Like, trust me, I hear you on that. Like, I got like, I got to step my game up, you know? You know what I mean? So it, it makes you a better player. You know what I mean? Makes you, you know, take yourself to the next level. And, and also, you know, piggybacking on that, then one time he took me to a, a game of his, and, you know, they playing travel ball. They playing travel ball, and I don't know who the people are until later, you know, because I'm going in the gym. I'm July. It's the first time, you know, we hanging out. We probably hung out about two or three times. We go to the gym, and at the gym, it was a game, and it was him, and it was an ARC game against Slamming Jam. So, I, mind you, I didn't move to Covina, man. So I don't know nothing about none of this. And on the court was him, Cameron Murray, Ricky Price. It was all the, you know ballers of, of that time man and I was mm-hmm. like damn man this is you know I want to be a part of this man Alex Lopez you know back then I was like damn okay yeah if I want to be a baller I got to get to this level <laughs> yeah no no definitely definitely back then when we was hooping it was like it's not like it is now where it's a bunch of different teams and a bunch of different cultures whatever it was mm-hmm. like literally like exactly yeah ARC K-Swiss Slammy Jam you know like those exactly. are the big big three and if you got on one of those teams you know what I'm saying you got to be seen at North Hollywood High School or 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 uh Jim you know like uh Victoria Park or something like that you know yeah. that's where you see all the guys like you was talking about playing at those in those yeah. leagues back then you had to earn that name you had to earn your name <laughs> so exactly. so obviously that was going to be my next question uh was that your first AAU experience? Yeah, that was the first AAU experience. I got to experience it, you know, from from the outside looking in, man, because we were playing, you know, neighborhood ball at the rec leagues around the way, too. And um, so it wasn't as tense as, you know, Cam and those guys. And those guys were a lot more advanced than us, man, at the time, you know, <laughs> because they were <laughs> because they were, you know, all playing. They were used to, you know, getting the free shoes and the same this and the uniforms and, 
you know, we coming out of the neighborhood rec leagues, man. And some of us yep. moving from, you know, South Central to the suburbs. We just got there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> it, was, <laughs> no. it was a different time, man. Definitely. Definitely. Um, you're right. That's how, that's how I got introduced to it at Victoria Park. I was playing with my dad, boys and girls club team. You know, and like mm-hmm. we got, we played ARC or actually we played ARC the second game. We played Shay and them the first game, got smacked by 50. Shay, it was like 11 years old. Shay dunks it on us. I'm like, this dude can't <laughs> be 11 years old, right? And right. Uh, the next game, we lose we lose to ARC by like 25 with Jason and Jaron Collins. And then my the coach was like, put Travis on my team. <laughs> so I went to I, I left my dad's team and went to ARC. Um, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what high school did you end up going to? I went to Charter Oak, man. I went to Charter Oak High School in Covina. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that's it. That's another part of the journey that you know that I, I like to share with people. Not many people know that, but um, that my senior year. So I only played varsity one year, man, because my I had went to Bishop Amon as a freshman. Okay, Jelani, you know, me and him being best friends, so he talked me into going to Bishop Amon. Right, but he so he but he was you know Jelani Gardner and I was Jerron, so he was on varsity as a freshman. You know what I mean? And he was the starter, and I was on the freshman team, and I was the starter on the freshman team. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So we had two different paths. But towards the end, man, I just wasn't feeling the you know the situation athletically there, and I said, Jay, you know I'm 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 going to transfer, man. I'm going to go to Charter Oak, and he ended up staying there one year, and then he transferred with James to James uh, was at St. John Bosco anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. But I ended up going to Charter Oak, and back then there was a rule that you can't play varsity if you transfer. So after my freshman year, so I had to play JV as a sophomore, and our JV team was better than a varsity team with me and a couple of my friends on there. We used to, you know, go to work, and we had, it was fun, you know what I mean, back then, but we couldn't play varsity. And then my junior year, I finally got a chance to play varsity, and I played seven games, and I averaged 24 points, and then I broke my foot. Oh, <laughs> so, man. Yeah. So it's all bad, man. So now I start my senior year, and I have zero schools, man. I think I had, like, UC Davis and maybe some – shout out to UC Davis, man. I think that was my first letter. UC Davis back then, it was, you know, smaller than they are now, of course. And then um, I remember, I think I had, like, one other school, man. I remember laying in my bed, and I was, like, literally, I was looking up, and I was praying. I was saying, Lord, I'm better than that, man. I'm like, man, I don't have no schools. I know I ain't played varsity, but I felt like, you know, that I was better than, than than the offers that I had and, you know, the situation I was in. Mm-hmm. So long story short, was part of the journey, like I said, that the Lord is, you know, always faithful, man. I played my senior year, and I ended up being the number one scorer in all of Southern California. So, and then I was the number two scorer in the state. I averaged 33 points and uh, 10 rebounds as a guard, and our team went to, um, you know, the playoffs. We ended up going to CIF, losing second round. I ended up being all state, you know, like, you know, third or fourth team, something like that. I don't remember. But, um, and I ended up with about 15 schools after that, man, Division One. I. I had Arkansas, Tennessee, you know, I had all type of schools, man, when I went from zero and then I went to, you know, having some all from only playing one varsity season, man. So <clears throat> I like to tell kids, man, you never know, you know, what your journey's going to do or how it's going to be because there's guys that played varsity all four years and didn't have as many schools as I did in that one little part, you know what I mean? And it all worked out, and it was definitely a blessing. Like I said, all praise is due. 
But um, you never know, you know, how your journey is going to end up and how it's going to turn out. I played, you know, one season of varsity. So. No, no, I agree with you 100% on that. I think um, when it comes to, you know, like certain situations, a blessing is a blessing. I think, uh, you know, like it should be a blessing, you know, for, you know, uh, for like people as far as like, keeping your grind and your hustle, you know? The fact that you even got a letter after playing seven games shows that UC Davis is super interesting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, right. I mean, that's amazing. that's amazing in itself, getting letters after seven games. And so, you know, I think that that's just hella cool, man. That's a hella, that's a hell of a great story to not even play varsity till your senior year, kill your senior year, and then, you know, get scholarship offers. So what would you say your most yeah. memorable moment was in high school? My most memorable moment? Uh, shoot, good question. Uh, probably one of the times that, you know, we had a good – probably when I scored – yeah, I had a, like, player of the week, and I had scored, like, over 40 all three games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was, like, you know, probably the most memorable time of the, of the, of the time that I had there. Um, you know, and, and, and just the, you know, the, the high school scene back there, you know, back then, you know, in 94, there was a lot of great players, man. You know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I said, that was the area of the Crenshaw dynasty. And, you know, I the was there. Run, I was a freshman. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, Trey and all those guys, all your guys, man, Chris, and, you know, all those guys, man, were, were doing it big, man. They were representing California well. You know what I mean? It was, it was, it was definitely good to see them from outside, you know, because, you know, it was – Crenshaw, y'all was the team to beat, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Y'all <laughs> the tank in there coming over there too, Tommy. And, yeah, man, mm-hmm. all those yep. guys. The guys man. No, no, yeah, I, I remember that, like, um, senior year uh, – you know, senior year, it was I was a freshman. You know, I was a freshman that came in. Okay. And Tank was a senior. He transferred over. They already had Christian Jermaine already. So, like, it was, mm-hmm. you know, like, I was like, this team is, like, the best California team in history, in my opinion. Because I was like, they were, Crenshaw was Bruh. stupid. It was stupid talented. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. yeah. And I remember that. Like, Crenshaw was one of the few schools that had Paul Pierce and Jock Vine was at Crenshaw, left, and they still was winning state, you know? Which, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was insane. Great. So you, you you kill your senior year. Obviously, you're second in the state uh, in, in, in scoring. I think I remember who you were first. I think Charles Williams is one, right? And then you were two as far as uh, scoring? It was some – I see it was some guy that was up north, man. I don't remember his name, uh, man. Okay, I okay. I want to say a big dude like a, a, went to Arkansas or something, man. Like okay. Big, but I, but I'm not, I'm, I can't, I don't really remember, man, but. Um, no, no big deal. The fact that you averaged 33 a game in high school is, 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 a, is a feat in itself. So <laughs> getting all these scholarship offers, uh, what college did you uh, end up choosing? Well, I ended up, I narrowed it down to Wyoming, Utah, and USC. Um, you know, I had, you know, just for the look, I had Arkansas and I had Tennessee on there, but I wasn't really going to go. And t- Arkansas was kind of like a, I felt like they wanted me because of Jelani. <laughs> so I was like, nah, you know what I mean? I'm going to go ahead and, you know, and I don't know if that's a good look. And he didn't end up going there anyway. He went to Cal. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, 
it was out of those three, man. I, I vibed with the coach at Wyoming. You know, Rick Majerus was cool. Rest in peace, Rick Majerus, man. He came to my house and, you know, he played one-on-one with my brother, man. I'll never forget that. He went out in the backyard. Him and Donnie Daniels, Daniels, Donnie Daniels. Is yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they came to my house and, and, you know, they played. He got all sweaty in the backyard with my brother and, you know, came to dinner and it was great. You know, it came down between those two. I took an official to USC with George Ravelin, um at the time and, and, and I ended up, you know, I wanted to go there out of because of the prestige and Cameron Murray ended up going there. And I thought about going there, but I just felt like the situation, man. I don't know. I saw that it was, you know, that was around the time that I think Rav got into a car accident and things just wasn't the same. And when I look back hindsight, it was the best thing because they ended up having like four coaches in four years, man. And so Yeah, yeah, was, I remember that after after <laughs> Ravelin. I remember that. Yeah, you remember that time they went through? So it was a time that, you know, I was looking at going there. So Wyoming ended up, you know, Joby Wright was there. He was a coach. He was a good coach. He went to Indiana. You know, he ran the motion offense, and, and I ended up clicking with the guys there. And, you know, I had a good time there, man. And Wyoming, it's a, it's a small-time atmosphere, small-town atmosphere. You know, they don't have a pro team. So it's more of like, you know, you're the pro team. You know what I mean? So everybody comes out to see the games, and it's, and it's packed, and, you know, we got some ESPN games in there too. So it was definitely, you know, it was, it was a good experience. And my freshman year, um, Theo Ratliff was a senior. So I played with Theo um, his last year before he went to the NBA and, you know, he was a, she was a shot block magnet, man. You I know, remember, I remember Theo Ratliff. He go get it. He was always going to get it. <laughs> yeah. The fly swatter, man. He could go yep. up there and, you know, get anything, man. It was, it would help to have him. It was good to have him back there, but, uh, yeah, it was it was definitely it was a good experience, man. Wyoming was definitely they they was the people were great. They took care of you, you know. Can't complain. Well, that's cool, man. Um, what do you remember? What do you remember about your first year uh, in college? And what was the hardest thing from college? The, college, to, college from high school. I think the hardest thing for me was probably just the freedom, man, you know, not having yeah. so much freedom yeah. to just be able yeah. to, you know, yeah. be your own person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you no. know what I mean? So, um, but I think one of the memories I have from college the most was probably when I broke my hand, man, diving for a ball and it kind of, you know, tainted me for life kind of because I was going, you know, how you're a freshman and, you know, you're trying to, you know, get that starting position as a freshman. I was going against a JV guy for that starting spot, and there was a ball in the corner, and we used to do diving drills back in the day, man. You know, it was different. So it was in the middle of a scrimmage, and I dove for a ball, man, and I ended up falling on my hand, man, and I broke my hand. I still got the, you know, the scar here. And um, I ended up getting five screws in my hand, and I had to sit out, you know, for, for part of the season. Um, but then I ended up coming back and I started after that, man. And I started for the rest of my career, man, after like okay. the 10th game. So, okay. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. What was like I the hardest, I guess the freedom is, is like, trust me. I, I remember we went to summer school and I'm like, man, I can go to sleep when I want or go to sleep when, you know, like right. <laughs> wake up and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. My dad ain't like, get up, get up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, so yeah, it was right. It, and just go I, where you want to go. You know, back then I used to have to tell my parents where I, you know, even when I was older, you know, my parents would you had to tell them where you was going, when you go, who you with, who you when you coming home. <laughs> yeah, trust me, man. I hear you on that one. I definitely hear you on that one. You know, all right. So you're at Wyoming, obviously starting. You know, all years. You know, what I'm saying from freshman to to senior year. Mm-hmm. 
What would you say your greatest triumph was in college and your greatest failure? Oh, the greatest triumph, I would probably say um, beating Utah in Utah. <laughs> hey, no, that's a feat in itself. That's a feat, Justin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, beating them in Utah, that was probably one of the great, greatest tri triumphs. And uh, maybe the greatest failure was probably um, the first three years having so much talent and just not being able to put it to use. You know what I mean? Like we had so much talent and it just, it just didn't transfer. It just didn't transfer. But my senior year, we ended up having less talent. We got a new coach, Larry Shiat. He came from um, um, Clemson. You know what I mean? Shout out to Coach Shiat. And um, and we kicked butt my senior year. You know what I mean? From my you know my freshman year to my um, junior year, we were pretty much even. You know, fourteen and fourteen every year, man. One year maybe fifteen and fourteen, but never you know more than that. And then my final year, we ended up going uh, nineteen and eight. You know, and making it to the NIT, and you know, it was a, it was a, good, it was a good year. Okay, so, okay, okay. What yeah. would you say your biggest lesson uh, you learned in college? Uh, the biggest lesson I learned in college would probably be, ooh, I would say, networking, man. You know, mm -hmm. networking is, is key. You know, to where because. Uh, you know, where you're trying to go and, and the things that you, you know, you want to do. I wasn't big on networking when I was coming up, you know what I mean? It wasn't such a, you know, uh, a thing that, to do, man. You know, we're kind of more of, you know, I can do it by myself mentality. Yeah, <laughs> you know, hell yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, man, for sure, <laughs> for sure. You know what I mean? And then you get out there sometimes and then you, you, you might hit a brick wall and you're like, okay, well, maybe I do need a little bit of help. No, no, look, I agree with you hundred percent on that one, bro. Like you have no idea when it comes to like networking. And I wish I would have learned then what I learned now, you know, cause back exactly. then, I, you know, back then I was like, nah, I'm going to just hang out with my boys, my basketball team. But if I don't know now, I'd have been yeah. like, Everybody. Hey, how yeah. you doing? I'm Travis. Hey, yeah. how you doing? <laughs> right, right. Or had more of a business mind at that time in college, you know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you have a, a you know, four-year career. You're just coming off NIT as, you know, you're a good player, good starter. Uh, what was your process like after college as far as, uh, you know, going being a professional? Uh, well, after college, I ended up um, – it's funny you ask me because a lot of my players, when they ask me about, you know, guys that I train or guys that I coach and they ask me about, you know, an agent or things like that. And I tell them, man, I guess I was blessed because when I came out of college, the agents contacted me, you know what I mean? So I didn't really have, you know, I didn't really have the, the agent search, so to speak, or what have you. You know, I had a couple of uh, guys that called me at that time. Um, it's funny because Johnny Cochran, um, rest in peace to Johnny Cochran, he was trying to be an agent. And he was getting right into the business. And I was about to almost sign with him. Um, but he was new to the thing. And, you know, I ended up talking to some of his people. And I ended up going with this guy uh, named Don DeJardin. Don DeJardin was uh, a general manager, former general manager for the 76ers back in the day. Mm -hmm. And he had a couple of, um, you know, NBA guys. And he knew the European market. And, you know, we just seemed to hit it off well. Um, and he became my agent for my first couple of years. Um, and then he ends up retiring. You know, so he retires and now it's time for me to, you know, look for another agent. And I already had, you know, how in Europe, 
um, the American agents work with the European agent. And I learned in the background that my European agent was the one that was plugging all the jobs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he had all the, you know, <laughs> he had all the. No, no, trust me. I hear you. I hear you, man. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, so, I ran through a gang of agents. You know, I was like, look, if you can give me the deal, I'll go <laughs> with you. If you. Give me the deal, I'll go with you. Right. Exactly. So I ended up, um, you know, the European agent, man, when I was looking for an agent, I ended up going with him. And, um, you know, I stayed with him and he became my agent for the rest of my career, man. He was, he was, he was a good agent. Steve Gross um, ended up, you know, he had big players. Anthony Parker played in the NBA. He, he's yeah, the one that yeah. What's his name? His big brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he brought Anthony Parker and uh, yeah, yeah, and his sister. They he brought them to Israel, but she didn't come. But he played, you know. But she would come sometimes to watch. But um, they, um, you know, he brought him to Israel, and he had other big names that he brought out there. But um, yeah, he was, you know, he was uh, someone that was instrumental in my life. And it, it's kind of like I said, he finding him was, you know, key to, you know, you 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 go, you meet someone, and you meet someone else, you meet someone else, so you find that right fit. And, you know, he ended up being the fit, and he was my agent for over 12 years. Oh, that's cool. So what was the first place that you went to overseas to play that? I went to Turkey. It was my first job. I played in first division Turkey in Karşıyaka in Izmir. Um, that was the first team I played for. That was, a, that was a strong league, man. I had a good time over there because, uh, you know, there was a couple of guys. Um, there was a uh, Headache Smith was over there, you know, at the time when he was Yeah, Headache Smith. Yeah, there was on the state. <laughs> I just yeah. watched him yeah, on that yeah. Netflix special. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out to him, man. That's my guy, man. Great guy, man. Um, he was actually one of the guys that took me under his wing when I was out there, man. And, and you know, took care of, you know, how the older guys do take care of you and, you know, show you the ropes. And, yeah, it was definitely a, a, a good time. But, you know, we had him and David Rivers was out there. It was a lot of, um, um, you know, NBA guys, man. Conrad McCray, rest in peace, man. Yeah, I remember him. I remember him from Syracuse. Yeah, he had the super hops. Yeah, he was over there at the time, and it was a, you know, it was a lot. It was a lot of NBA guys over there my first year. Um, the, 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 you know, Turkish Jordan was named Ibrahim Kudale or whatever his name. I heard was. of him. I heard of him. I never, I, I never saw. Him. Yeah, I heard of him though. Yeah, I definitely heard of him. Yeah. So. It was um yeah that was my first experience man it was it was good definitely you know okay. got a I got a good taste of Europe you know <clears throat> all right all right what was um like and after you obviously you got to Turkey because I was in Turkey people people don't know is Turkey is one of the top leagues in Europe they have a lot of uh, great players um and you know the like you <laughs> said the Americans and the foreigners are excellent players I, I used to watch Turkey all the time in the Euro League. You know, they had, I remember they always had right. a couple teams on the EuroLeague. So I knew that yeah, they was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. after your first year in Turkey, where'd you go? And then after that, I went to Israel. So after okay. Turkey, then I bounced to Israel. Yeah. And then I was in Israel for about three, four years straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I ended up going to, um, Ended up going, then I ended up going to, uh, what was that, after that? Yeah, then I ended up going to Cyprus, mm-hmm. and then I went to Amsterdam, and then I went back to Israel. And then, Who's... no, Cyprus, Romania, and then yeah, and then back to Israel for the okay. last, like, four or five years of my career. Okay, yeah. I remember him when he was in Israel. He was hooping, like, really hooping in Israel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that's what I remember. That was a good you know. time, man. 
no, definitely, man. Yeah, I was definitely, I was blessed to uh, be a part of the national team, man, and I played in the European Championships for Israel. So that was probably, you know, basketball-wise, that was probably my best feat, you know, I've, I've ever done because, uh, you know, we were in Madrid, Spain with all, you know, Tony Parker and all those guys, man, that played for the national team, Dirk. Um, you know, I played against Andre Karolinka because they were in our group uh, in Russia. So we played against them. Um, you know, played against a lot of Serbian, the Serbian guys that were Darko Milic back then when he was in the league. And, um, yeah, it was, a, it was, it was big time, man. Having all the best players in the world, you know, playing and I was a foreigner, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So for me, it was like, you know, wow, you know, it was, it was high level hoops and the way they did it, man, it was just, you know, you ride through the town, like in buses with like a caravan, like we're the president, man, you know, all the cars pulling over and we driving through and all, everybody's coming out the buildings to see who's in the bus. And yeah, it was, it was a, it was a great experience, man. Oh man, that's hella cool, man. That's super cool. I was going to say, um, man, like, you know, the national, the national team experience, that must've been great. It's obviously playing, you know, the Euro, the Euro championships against all those great teams must've been great too. Um, now, as far as like, you know, like you not necessarily jumping around from team to team to team, um, can you explain your overseas experience uh, to the to the younger viewers that don't understand how it really is? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a grind, you know what I mean? Um, you know, it depends on the, where you are and, um, you know, which country, you know what I mean? Because sometimes you can have two practices a day, you know, and that first mm. practice could be hard or that first practice could be a shooting practice. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just depends on your coach and where you are. You know, I played when I was in Cyprus, that morning practice was hard, man. I had the Yugoslavian coach, so it was hard. And, you know, two pra- two hard practices a day, you know what I mean? And uh, so it's definitely a grind, man, and keeping yourself, you know, physically and mentally in shape, more mental than anything, I would say, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, when, that, when mm-hmm. people ask me, you know, because uh, as being American, you may expect so much out of you, you know what I mean? And a lot of times, you know, you may not get the fouls called or whatever. You just got to push through, man, and have that mentality of, you know, me against the world, man. That's what I kind of helped me to, you know, get through over there and, and, and you know, yeah, I have some stories, man. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> crazy. man. No. I'm, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Go ahead. We're in the playoffs in, in Cyprus, and, um, you know, we're taking the ball out of bounds, and the fans are so crazy, man, that they're spitting, man, literally spitting on the guy, you know, on my teammate. He's inbounding the ball. I'm like, man, you got like eight loogies in your head, bro. <laughs> Seriously. Like, yo, it was disgusting. It was <laughs> no, this, this ain't normal, man. Yeah, the fans, as soon as he took it, they like ran over there. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Oh, yeah, man. It was unbelievable. That's never crazy. Like that yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I would. I, 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 uh, I played in Cyprus for the, uh, what was the FIBA All-Star game? Okay. You know, yeah, like yeah, all- yeah. I remember. I was, I was. I was there one year. I'm not sure if you were there the same year, but yeah, I was there. I was there when uh, Marcus Saul was there. Uh, Khalid Alamine, uh, my boy Curtis Millich. Uh, yeah, yeah I was there with Curtis Millich, but it might have been a different year, though, maybe. Yeah, it might have been the next year. Like, yeah, 2004. Because we had it. It was in Cyprus. Yeah, it was in Cyprus. Mine was, it okay. was in Cyprus, too. 
It wasn't 2004. Okay. It was like 2006 or seven. One of the two. Okay. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, it Definitely. was 2006, seven because Curtis was there. Uh, you know, him and AJ Bramlett was there. Um, okay. You know, from Riga. That's he was in. He was in Latvia at the time. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. And like I said, Khalid Alamin was there. He was Khalid Alamin was in Turkey. We played against yeah. Marcus Saul. It was his last year before he went to the NBA. Okay. Yeah, he was in Spain. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, I remember, I remember I had to guard his big ass. I was like, this dude is unstoppable. He was like 300 pounds. <laughs> trying to guard him. I'm like, he just, you know, he could, he had a nice touch. He was like, I was like, yeah. He could, he could have scored 30 or 40 if you really wanted to. But he had like, you know, 12, 15. You know, like four assists. Right. Doing what he do, four assists, you know, 10 rebounds, yeah. that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. When I, when I was, when, yeah, when I was um, with the national team, man, we played them. That was probably the biggest game I ever played in my life because we played the Spanish national team in Spain at their place. So it was packed, man. And we were the prime time game that night. And Paul Gasol had 23 and 11 at the half, man. I never saw a guy that was good. His touch was so nice, man. I couldn't believe it. Like, I'm right there, and I'm like, man, his is just whoosh, whoosh, bottom, bottom. Like, easy move. You know what I mean? And, yeah, it was hype, man. Those guys could go, man. They had a, they were stacked. And this was when Ricky Rubio was on the bench, man. He was like 16. He was a baby. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. Now, he was starting in Spain. <laughs> he couldn't play on the national yeah. <laughs> team. <laughs> Yeah. I remember that team. That was a team, obviously, that lost in 08, but went to the championship in the Olympics, you know, in the 08 team. Yeah. You know, lost Yeah, in and we caught them the summer before in the European Championships in 2007. Yeah, they was, they was, I mean, for like a four-year stretch, four or five years, they was rocking. Yeah. You know, it was them yeah. in Argentina that was like the real, like, good teams, you know. Um, yeah. You know, I remember that. Like I said, I remember that. But we just get back to your story, man. Like, based on your experience, what would be, like, the best advice you can give the next generation, you know, of you? Like, if somebody's coming up and wanting to ask you something about um, overseas, I would tell them overseas is the hardest grind, even harder than the NBA, because you're on a series of one-year deals. So, like, they, mm-hmm. they can cut you at any time almost, you know? If you're not playing the way they want you to play, you can even be killing. And they, they're not playing you what they want, or they're not winning, or they're not playing the what they want you to play, whatever they cut you. I've seen it, you know, a lot of times. Right. You cut in and out, in and out, in and out, you know. So what would be your best advice for the, you know, like the future you? Uh, I would say don't quit, man. You know, keep keep grinding keep going because you know i've seen it i've seen some guys that you know come to israel you know israel is a tough place to play some people say you know they're quite really cutthroat and i've seen some nba guys come over there and get cut you know what i mean so it's, it's kind of sometimes just your situation you know mm-hmm. where you are and what the team is looking for and you know it could just mean maybe that's not a fit for you so you can't get discouraged you know what i mean because like mm-hmm. i said i've seen nba guys come over there and get cut or I've seen guys over there that get cut and make it to the NBA. You know, it's kind of like no, you know. <laughs> How crazy is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like no rhyme or reason, man. You just got to stay working on your craft and just be ready, you know, at all times. And when the time permits itself, 
You know what I mean? Somebody, you, you might be in a situation where somebody takes a liking to your game and then that could be a, you know, segue to, you know, you having a beautiful career, man. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, go where you're wanted. I would say, you know, that, that people ask me, man, how did you play 10 years in Israel? Because it seemed like every time I would try to leave, somebody from Israel would bring me back. <laughs> so no. believe me, I tried to leave <laughs> lots of times. I'm telling my agent, where are we going this year? What about this? And, and I get a phone call. Well, you know, this team from Israel said this and that, and you know, they like you there and you can pretty much do what you want. And man, that goes a long way, man. <laughs> you know, no. the more you can go to a new situation and you know what I mean? You might have, it might not be the right situation and pressure and this and that to where every view in the league where everybody knows you. So, you know, you can be free and, and be yourself and that, that can take your game even up, you know, a couple of knowledge, a couple of notches, man, just being free and out there having fun and playing, you know, high level basketball, man. No, so. I agree with you. The biggest, probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest mistake I ever made, was trying to leave Estonia. I was like, man, I got to get to Italy, Spain, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I got to leave no matter what they do. And they gave me like the the, the proverbial offer you, he can't refuse, which was like, you know, stupid money for me because I ain't never made it that much money right. before. And I turned it down looking for something bigger. And then I ended up getting injured and all this stuff. And I ended up missing missing the season and just the money that was never the same after that, you know? So maybe, maybe if I would have took the money, maybe I don't get injured. Maybe I stay, you know what I'm saying? It's one yeah. of those like, what ifs, no. but yeah. Yeah. yeah man. You know <clears throat> like you said, it's all part of it, man, because I got hurt with a team in, in Israel. Um, Leva Sharon was the team that I played for, man. And the management, um, paid for my friend to come out here and drive me around, man. And you know what I mean? Like doing things because the the, team, the club appreciated that the year before I won the championship for them and I got MVP of the second division and I helped them, uh, you know, we were going to go up. So, oh. and I ended up getting hurt. And, and because of the fact that, you know, I did all those things, they were graceful, man. And another club, man, would have sent me home, man, and been like, you know, this and that. But no, I ended up staying there. I did all my rehab there. I did everything there, man. I stayed the whole season there. Got my apartment, got my salary, I got everything, man. You know yeah, what I mean? I was I hurt. They just brought in another player. You know what I'm saying? So things like that, you know, people take for granted because when you go to a new situation, you know, or a new country, man, you probably been home as soon as your surgery's over, man. You go rehab it on your own. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, that's hundred percent right. hundred percent right. Okay, so after being overseas for 14 years, when did you know it was time mm -hmm. to hang it up? think when I start like not having the motivation to go to the games anymore, man, and I start seeing myself slip a little bit, you know what I mean? And not having the same, you know, output as a player, the same, because I, I, I prided myself on being hungry, man. And, and when the desire wasn't there anymore and I started to feel like I was average then I felt like it was time, you know, time to step away. Um, so I ended up, and I ended up getting a job, an offer, you know, from a school that was starting up to be like the head of their basketball program to help them out. So with that too, I figured, hey man, you know, I could transition into coaching and, and, and you know, what better time than now. But hindsight is 2020 though, to the young fellas, man, if I had to do it again, I'd have played till I'm 80. <laughs> 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 right, right. 
they had to walk me off the court, man. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. You know what I'm saying? Like it happens like that sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you want to retire. Sometimes <laughs> the retirement just comes for you. You know? Right. You know what I'm saying? That's how I was for myself. So I get that. Um now what's the best thing you feel uh best thing you feel about being overseas? What was the best thing? Uh felt free, man. To be honest, you know, I don't. I felt like you know, we don't. Have, they don't have the stresses of the world like we have in America, man. I felt like nobody was trying to kill me. You know what I mean? Nobody no. had to worry at the park. My kids could go free to the park, and you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, um, you know, it's. I call it over here in Italy, man. I call it Chillville. That's my nickname for it. <laughs> because everything is so beautiful, man. It's like it's unbelievable, man. Like the people here, they really like each other. You know, in America. You know, that's a whole nother ball game, man. Things that go on there. But the people here, man, everybody gets along and they teach family and inclusiveness. You know what I mean? And 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 it's just, you know, it's um, you know, it's a it's a beautiful thing, man. Definitely. It's it's, it's quiet, you know, peaceful, you know what I mean? Not I as fast as America. So it's um, you know, that's what that's what I like about it the most, man. It's a, it's, it's, it takes you out of the rat race, so to speak, you know, about of being in America. No, I 100% agree with you. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, what, what makes it, you know, like that is like every country, every European country I went to, it was like slow pace. So like at two in the afternoon, say I had a day off during a Monday or like I have my practice isn't until like eight or nine o'clock at night, I will go <laughs> to the city and like, sit there and have a coffee you know and right just, and just chill out and just like people watch because that, that that's what they would do just the middle of the day i'm just right. like ain't, ain't none yeah. of y'all working ain't none of y'all gotta work y'all can just chill <laughs> exactly. you know what i'm saying even seeing people drinking their little exactly. macchiatos and just chilling and just talking and reading the newspaper and people watching i was right. like yeah this this ain't california man i tell you that you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, I I get you a hundred percent. You know, um, so after you obviously you you uh, you lost like the the you know the the hunger. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm -hmm. And you 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 hung it up. Like, how was your transition from bas professional basketball player to whatever to coach or whatever it was your first thing <laughs> was after basketball? Right. Um, I mean, I went directly, you know, it was an easy transition for me only because I started my own business immediately, man. I went right into tra uh, training kids and, um, you know, travel ball. I started, you know, JR Global Basketball um, program out of Covina and I started training and started just, you know, that training transitioned into, you know, teams and travel ball and, um, you know, doing that type of thing. So I kind of, you know, made my way easier um and then also coaching in college like i said when i got that college job i ended up coaching in college for five years so i was the head coach at a now defunct university um bristol university out of anaheim um you know and myself and and my uh, assistant coach at the time uh dion bailey uh, we we ran the uh, you know men's basketball department i was the athletic director and the head uh, men's basketball coach but uh, we ended up having like the smallest <clears throat> the uh, best schedule in the in the in the um, 
you know, pretty much in the nation for small schools because we would play all the D1s in California and they would just kick the shit out of us. Excuse me. <laughs> 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 you know so it'd be like, you know, Arkansas bringing in every week, you know, somebody like Laverne or somebody to play. So right, right, <laughs> right. I'd have people, they, they were, you know, blowing my phone up to get us on the schedule, man. How can we get you guys? Can we get you guys in there right during, during exam week? <laughs> so you guys saying, yeah, we'll be right there. Sure. <laughs> so, no. you know, it was, uh, it was and, and our kids loved it, man, because we had a lot of kids that normally wouldn't have played basketball at that level, you know what I mean? Or didn't get a chance or things happen, you know, this was like their second chance. So for them to go, you know, and play like, you know, we played like 10 D1, we played a 25 game schedule, we played 10 D1s, 10 D2s, and 5 D3s, you know what I mean? So it was always like high level, you know, high level games, um, and they got to compete. So it was, you know, it was a blessing for them, man. And, they, and to this day, you know, I hear from some of them, and they, and they you know, they, they, they always will remember that time, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, that's cool, man. That's hella cool, you know. And you've been coaching like that ever since, right? Since you since you retired and stuff, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and after that, um, you know, uh, we ended up coming to Europe, man. Um, my the wifey was like, you know, she's from she's Italian, she's from Italy, um, and so she she basically, you know, told me our kids grew up in in California, you know, up until they were five, and she wanted them to go to elementary school in Italy, and she was like, you know, let them see that just so they can see a different part of the world, you know, see a different life and she could be a little bit close to her family. So I said, all right, you know, I'll try it. <clears throat> see what have you know, try something new, you know, and I ended up coming over here and I got into some coaching and, you know, I ended up finding my way, um, you know, coaching wise and, and, and finding a niche, you know, to where I could be, to where it works, man, to where I can coach and be here and live and the kids can go to school and everything, you know, works itself out, man. So it's definitely a blessing. No, it is a blessing, man. I tell you that it's a huge <clears throat> blessing. You know, the yeah. fact that you obviously have an Italian wife, and that you can, you know, basically have your kids live abroad, kind of like Kobe, you know, in a way. You know right. And so, yeah. uh, you know, Kobe did God rest his soul. <laughs> and Kobe was here. You know what I mean? They love Kobe in Italy. They still have his pictures and you know stuff from when his father played. You know what I mean? He used to play in the little Italian leagues with the with the younger kids. Um, type of thing. So yeah, it basically is like a Kobe man because we plan on you know going back possibly for high school. Same type of thing. Once we, you know, my son really likes basketball, man. He's really into it. He's you know he's young now. He's only eight, but he's watching players and learning the NBA guys and doing all this on his own. You know, without without my influence. So showing me you know that he he's really starting to you know take a love to the game, man. So once that happens and you know our our I will take him back to America and, and get him out on the circuit and, and see what happens. So, uh, All right. Well, we talked about basically your whole career, man. What was like the, the biggest <laughs> triumph, the biggest triumph you had in, in overseas basketball in your 14 years? Um, I would say when I broke my ankle, man, I was in a, you know, in a game, it was about seven seconds left and this was in 2001. So this was three years into my career. Um, I, I went up for a ball and the guy pushed me in my back trying to foul me and I ended up snapping my ankle, man. And from there, yeah, I went to the game. It was like, you know, <clears throat> I ended up getting, um, 
carted off the floor, man, in the stretcher, and they took me straight to the hospital because my 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 um, ankle was like on my heel. You know what I mean? It was like popped oh, up. <laughs> like oh, this. don't tell me that just already just that's already yeah. making me. Oh man, it's making me grossed out. Yeah, yeah. kind of like the kid, the the kid from uh, um, the Celtics, man. You know that that happened too. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Uh, about yeah, Hayward. Yeah, Brendan Hayward. Yeah, yeah, Brendan Hayward. Yeah. Yeah, remember the same thing, but mine went the other way. You know what I'm saying? So uh, don't I even. Remember. I don't want to think about yeah. it. I don't want to think about it, Jay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So then I ended up, you know, getting two screws in there, and the doctor told me I would probably never play again. And I told the man, I said, I, I told him honestly. I looked him in his face and I said, "Man, you don't know the Lord, man." <laughs> I said, "Watch, I'm gonna show you what he do." And I ended up, man. The next year, I came back on the court and I ended up playing. And of course, you know. I ended up playing like another 10 years, man. And of mm -hmm. course, my, it wasn't the same, but it was definitely playable, you know, and allowed me to, like I said, I played on the national team with it. So, um, and that doctor, you know, he saw me a couple of years after and he was in shock, man. He couldn't believe it. So he was like, man, I thought you would have a problem walking. He's like, let alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for me, that was probably my biggest triumph because I got to play more after that and my career wasn't over. And I played with two screws in my ankle, you know, for 10 years, man. They still uh, in there. No, it's <laughs> the same. I got I got two stress <laughs> fractures in my shins. I still got the plates in my legs, both my legs, so I get that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, like I said, we always uh, wrap up with one last question. Um, pretty much at one point of our everybody's career, um, you know, like we go through, we have our ups and our downs, our low points and high points. Now, for your low points, uh, you know, in your life overseas, whatever. Uh, how did you get through it? Did you get through it through family, through God? You know, how did you get through your low point? Um, all of the above, man. Family, God, um, you know, making better decisions, man. You know, my, my, my low point, my lowest point probably was, you know, alcohol related, man, mm -hmm. <laughs> to be honest. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, mm -hmm. Um, you know, making better decisions around, you know, alcohol and 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 those type of uh, you know decisions. Um, just 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 you know, being more aware <laughs> of, of you know of, of 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 the causes of our actions and 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 our actions of what we do. You know how they affect others. You know mm -hmm. what I mean. So mm -hmm. that was probably you know for me my awakening as well. And 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 you know. Saying that, hey, you know, you got to make the right decisions, man. You got people counting on you. You know, you got people looking up to you and you can't be, you know, you just got to be more mature, you know what I mean? And the things that I was doing and that's what, you know, helped me to, um, you know, persevere, man, and become a better person and, and, and rise from, you know, the Phoenix, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, that makes sense, man. Like I said, it's always, you know, like, uh, taking accountability for yourself and knowing when when to say when or whatever the case is it's just a learning process like i feel you on that because sometimes when you would overseas it ain't nothing to do but drink sometimes because you just be yeah drink, <laughs> exactly. bored at the house you be i didn't seen every yeah. movie here and i didn't you know kick the, i don't feel like kicking <laughs> with no girl let me get another drink you know what i'm saying let me get it you know what i'm saying right yeah, so, you know that you know how that life go man you be sad or lonely or bored or all of the above man yep. so i get that 
You know what I'm saying? Well, like I said, yeah. Jay, man, I man, I appreciate you so much. Uh, you know, Jerome, man, I appreciate you so much for, for coming on the show and blessing no, me with your presence, man. man. Yeah, um, it means a lot yeah, to thank me, you man. For yeah, fellow Cali man is all the way in Italy. Respect. <laughs> you know what definitely. I'm saying? So shout out to shout out to everybody where you're at, where you know how they can find you on social media, all that stuff. Uh yeah, they can find me at uh JR Global Basketball um on Instagram. Um I'm also on uh, Facebook. I definitely gotta get on that update that as well, but JR Global Hoops. Um is uh is our facebook page as well so um you know and, and lastly i want to leave everybody with this man that you know like i told you with the you know when i didn't have any schools or whatever man anything is possible man and you keep the lord first stay with your confidence man stay believing in yourself it, it can happen for you man definitely I'm, I'm a testament of that and like i said i wasn't the most highly talented recruit coming out of california but i ended up making a good career for myself so um, it can be done, man. Definitely. No, definitely. What he's saying is a fact, you know, like, you know, like he said, he wasn't the most highly recruited guy, but like he basically turned a senior year to a four year college and a 14 year career, you know, not even playing varsity. So like yeah. for you guys who are younger, who might be on JV when you think you should be on varsity or freshman when you think you should be on JV. You know, listen to listen to Jay's story, man, because it's a one of success, and it doesn't all. You don't always have to be the guy, um, you know, your whole life to get to the goals that you want to be. You know, you can be just a continuously hard worker and still get the goals that you want to be. So, I'm definitely a fan yeah. of him. You know, like I said, he's he's been a you know a person that I always like, kind of looked up to in a way because he was always at the level that I always want to go to as far as like European basketball. So I just, like I said, wanted to thank him and I appreciate him for coming on the show. All right. Thank you for listening for this, uh, for this long. Um, please like, share, subscribe, you know, for the show, we're going to keep these numbers rolling. We're going to keep bringing you that heat. Um, and definitely great stories uh, from great you know players, past, present, and future. Um, you can find me at Travis W. Reed, that's R-E-E-D, uh, on Instagram, uh, Travis W. Reed on Facebook. I post all my social media on, on on all that, like, you know, as far as what I'm doing or what shows is out. Um, we're also, we moved up. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. And now we are on Amazon Music. So if you don't have Spotify, if you don't have Apple Podcasts, you can get it on Amazon Music now. And most of the people, if you have Amazon Prime, you have Amazon Music. So like I said, and also for the people, we do put our shows on YouTube as well. Um, if you're looking for some An Athlete's Journey merch, uh, feel free to DM me in my Instagram or uh, message me on Facebook. And like I said, I, I definitely get them out to you. Give me a size and how many shirts you want, whatever the case is. All right. So I want to say thank you uh, for taking the time. And like I said, I'll talk to you next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.